Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 80 of the F Reality Podcast. Wow, I can't believe we're on episode 80 already. That's just gone so, so fast. But if you don't know who we are and what we're about, well, this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out our audio version of the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a review on iTunes. That'll really help us out. Thanks to everyone that's joining us live in the chat. Hello to you all. Really appreciate you joining us every week if you have any questions comments or feedback during the show put them in the chat and we'll try and answer as many questions as we can but right now it's time for me to introduce you to the team first up this week i bet uh, you didn't know that this guy's favorite sausage is called a frickendel <laughs> it's uh my blonde haired buddy it's nathy how you doing man you're right yeah a frickendel is delicious you we have to Holland, uh, Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. It's it's I can I can eat one every day. <laughs> yeah. This 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 whole introduction this week is going to be sausage themed. By the way, just to give you the heads up. You make, you make me hungry. <laughs> yeah, so if you come to Holland, you know, uh, order a uh, frikandel special. Yeah, so it has <laughs> like little Holland. onions on it, and then exactly. it has like little sauce. Yes. Also, very nice with yuppie sauce. Yuppie, yeah. Just ask for Yuppie uh, and uh, you're going to have a, a, a pleasant time. Yeah. yeah. Any other sort of little uh, Frisian treats we should know about? Uh, yeah, Frisian uh, thumbs, like little cookies. It's also uh, very tasty with sugar on it. And um, hmm, yeah, I mean, fries with war sauce are uh, pretty good too. With this all sounds stores? super odd, but if you live in the Netherlands, you're like, oh yeah, this guy knows. This guy knows what's up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let me introduce the rest of the team then. Next up, this guy's favorite sausage is a big bratwurst. It's <laughs> in <laughs> top five. <laughs> How are you doing, man? <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm just doing sausage-themed intros this week. I don't know why I just felt like it. <laughs> I know why you felt like it. It's all, uh, it's all Marcus's fault. That's why. Uh, it is. Fucking hell. He inspired I, because, me. Because, because this morning you were chowing down on sausage, weren't you? That's what you were doing. It was. <laughs> Having a great time. Yeah. yeah. For those, for those oh, watching wow. the stream, I know we're, we're, we're having a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a video. And audio. There's an echo on your voice. I'm working on that. There's, there's an echo on my voice. Yeah. All there right. is an echo. I'll try to sort that. See so while Zim sorts out the echo... Let's let's dive deeper into the team's sausage needs. This next guy, he likes nothing more than getting his hands on a load of cocktail wieners. <laughs> it's the rowdy guy. But where where is this coming from, Mike? Like, I mean, I, I'm wondering how you're going to introduce yourself, like, because I know that I I read the tweet of you this morning that meant a lot more and it would make a lot more sense if this all applied to you. So please skip me and go ahead to yourself. <laughs> this is the thing. Like I just tweeted this morning saying I was in bed, having a sausage sandwich, watching Netflix, and then everyone just started getting crazy. Let me explain it. Let me explain it for the chat. I got a notification. Mike tweeted. I was like, oh, great. And you get, you know, with Twitter on your phone, you get like the first part 
of the of the of the tweet you actually see you saw and, and mike is like i just had the best morning ever uh i'm in bed with a sausage and that's where i like got caught off and i was like <laughs> what is mike doing in bed with a sausage you know i want to see more of this kind of and then i realized i was being clickbaited <laughs> i bet you do i bet you do it made you wait, click wait, wait, too wait. fast is this a VR but, podcast, by the way? Yes. Am I on the right is. podcast? Are you guys from the F Reality team, or am I yeah. in some kind of a, a sausage <laughs> review? Uh, Welcome thing. to the Sausage Review podcast. Nice. Yes, we are a VR podcast. So let's uh, let's move everyone. I just want to be funny, like mix it up a little bit, <laughs> throw, <laughs> it, throw a few sausages into the intro. <laughs> if you don't know who I am, the Sausage Man, host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's show, we've got a jam-packed episode. We're going to be talking about the announcement from Rebellion that they're going to be bringing Sniper Elite to virtual reality. We're going to be discussing our predictions for GDC next week. Oh my God, the hype is real. We're going to be discussing uh, the uh, new news from Facebook about their fancy new avatar that they've uh, got in the works. And Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases and much, much more. But first up, let's find out what everyone's been playing and their highlight of the week this week. And first of of course is is Nathy. Yeah, so I, uh, I I played around with my uh, uh, Insta three hundred and sixty camera. It's a uh, it's a hybrid between a, a one hundred and eighty and a three hundred and sixty, and I might even have it. Let I've got go. one here if you want if you want me to show it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So this is how it looks when it's a three hundred and sixty, and what Mike is showing is like the one hundred and eighty. So you can actually transform it, and yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> it's awesome. So I, I've been just messing around with it, you know, making funny photos, making cool videos, stuff like that. I've been cruising around on my Super 73, trying to risk my life for a, for a test video. Uh, it's it's quite dangerous to like, you know, bike with one hand and then have this selfie stick in the other. Like Rowdy, Rowdy once almost died, uh, you know. I he, didn't die, I just... Oh. I just almost broke a few legs but you know okay i still okay. have nightmares about that feckin' bruise you had what are you talking about oh, yes. it was like my entire site right like a continent. it was like a new continent that someone discovered and you know put a <laughs> put a little fork in it was like that is rowdy land you know and it's yeah. all purple that wasn't a bruise that was like a painting actually because it had every color of, of, of this entire planet on there um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been just, you know, uh, messing around with it. And it's it's nice. It works with your phone. So you can also control it there. You can even, and I think that's the best part, is like you can hold a, a selfie stick with this camera on it uh, in 360, but then watch yourself in VR. So like imagine uh, you wearing an Oculus Go and then you have this selfie stick with the camera on there and then you watch yourself watching you so you can have this like gta kind of effect on there where you're like in this third person view and you can walk around so yeah you can do crazy stuff with it it's uh, it's super fun nice and in terms of like so we tried out some uh, 180 cameras before like the lenovo mirage one and uh it was around 200 pounds i think but the problem with that camera was that it overheated after like 15 minutes have you yeah. had any problems with that one you've got that no. At the instant? no no but uh, i i do have to say that i haven't like usually overheating happens when you start recording for a while uh when you just turn it on and you don't do anything it's fine but the moment you start processing the files um it might be a different story. I've been recording one video for, I think it was like 10 minutes and it worked fine, but that was outside and it's cold here in my in my country, in the Holland plant. So then <laughs> it can just cool itself. But I don't know what happens when you're inside 
um, and you record like a time lapse, for example. Um, but so far, uh, so good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was the real problem with that uh, camera. And I also remember the post uh, processing required to publish a video to YouTube was an absolute nightmare. Like you needed to convert it from PC, then edit it on a Mac, and then convert it oh, back yeah. to PC again. Yeah, and yeah. Upload. Is that the same deal with the Insta, this one? No, 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 no. And also with the Lenovo one, it's fixed now. So you can just edit on Windows too. So that's not a problem. Uh, they updated that but at the start yes you had to actually buy yourself like some apple products to <laughs> stitch your video together you yeah. don't have to do that anymore no uh, this one uses an app on your phone so you can actually already progress like process the the, the pictures there not the videos uh, the videos go through a program on your pc and you can automatically stitch it or you can uh, render it out as like something you can still edit in uh, a premiere, for example, if you still want to do some color corrections, uh, things like that. But the quality is super nice and there is still space to also, you know, do color corrections. Yeah. Yeah, that's super useful to know because I think after my experience with the Lenovo, yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm done with 180 for a little while. Yeah. And obviously uh, Insta sent me this camera, thank, you know, thank you very much. But I haven't really had a chance to test it out yet. So it's, it's good to know that those issues have been uh, ironed out. After all, the Lenovo was the first 180 out there. So they had exactly. to start somewhere. Exactly, exactly. So let's uh, pass it over to Zim then, uh, find out what you've been playing in VR this week in your highlight. Oh, Jesus, man, I've been... I've been a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. my, um, my my highlight of the week has to be uh, has to be having done uh, VR Paradise, which is a virtual strip club, uh, which which actually is the reason I wanted to highlight it is the the quality of the animation, like human body movement and lighting of skin, is really impressive in that. It is exactly what you felt back in GTA. When you first went into a when you first went into a strip club um, in GTA, I was like, "This is kind of annoying and frustrating, and oh god, they're blocky and all that kind of stuff." Like it, it's like that, except for you can't take them out the back and run them over in a car or something. But um, it's it's really not, you know, it doesn't just just to specify as well. Like I'm a guy who's I've never been to an actual strip club. I have no interest in them to be honest. They're kind of seedy places and that. Um, and and i was like what's this going to be like i was like this is probably a pretty good simulation of what real thing is like it's just kind of annoying uh girls dancing on probably like you like you had no experience in that of course at all I've none. like you have nothing, you know i've none i literally have none none um but i, I just but anyway, the, the chat is asking the chat is asking if you have any stock footage that you could show uh you know to explain <laughs> or further indulge in your uh, experience just you know on the the chat wants to know. I have nothing to do with that. Apparently, it exists. I mean, apparently, you can, there's people who've covered it and done that kind of stuff on YouTube. Um, I did one kind of racy video on YouTube, and it got struck and taken down after it hit 35k views. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I won't do that again. Um, but you know, it's kind of for science. These things, you kind of go and do it, and you're like, so pat on the pat on the back of the team. Do I think it's worth the money that they're asking for it, which is like 20 quid or whatever? I, I think not. It's it's the equivalent of a very well polished like scene um that you in interact with just like if you had like an unreal engine or something i don't know what engine they used for it but that's vr paradise so, and it was it was an interesting from what i understand though yeah. they changed their business model because initially the application was free and you had to buy tokens i think for individual dances whereas i think now the app is fully paid and you get unlimited dances. It's actually, right? um, it's kind of like the, so it's a, the freemium model um, because there is, uh, you go in and you can do a free, 
God, this is sounding lovely, but uh, you can do a free lap dance, which is just like out in public and you're sitting on a couch and, you know, uh, and then there's a behind the scenes curtain thing. And that's the 20 quid you pay for that. But to be honest, the difference between the two is not huge. Um, if you are wanting to itch that part of your brain, go try the free thing. And that's enough, to be honest. I, uh, I don't think it's people's brains that they want to itch when they uh, well. <laughs> have this experience. The seriousness of the conversation that we're having now. So if you want, you can have like a 20 quid and then you can have uh, the left dance in the back. And then but, uh, <laughs> say like, it's not really worth it. <laughs> Yeah. No, like, but I think, but you know, like I really think, like as as one of those apps, like there, and there's loads of them out there. I've I've really had no reason to go see most of them. Um, but it's 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 something that like the animation style, like the thing that you don't believe, the uncanny valley effect, you don't yeah. believe is I'm not looking at a human. And that mm-hmm. app actually crossed that barrier to an extent for me, where like the skin tone, the lighting part was like that's pretty convincing. The trouble that yeah. you have with an app like that is. You spend all that time polishing a model, um, and I mean, the, you know, the character model and the, the animations, getting them so fluid and perfect. And then, hmm. um, in the end, you don't have the different body types, you don't have the different uh, uh, internet, you know, intonations of the voice or a dialect or something. So there's so much still missing from kind of oh. like the comparison of virtual to real. So I just don't know why people would would go into a virtual strip club when you're like. You're you're putting up barriers in front of yourself that don't necessarily need to be there if you're going to go into adult content already. So it's it's a weird mix. So so it doesn't it it doesn't have any gameplay mechanics. Not really. No no, no puzzle solving or uh... unless you call holding a handful of cash out. That's the interaction. It's like your, oh, okay. your hand just goes out like that. So only so only your hands are tracked. Nothing else. Um. Well, it's teleport, so that was disappointing. Uh, you can't even you can't even free walk around the oh, okay. scene. Uh, it must yeah. be amazing with the VR knuckles, right? From uh, from Valve. Oh, with the fingers. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so, on on a scale of one to ten sausages, how many sausages would you rate it out of ten? God, three three and a half sausages, Mike. Three and a half sausages. Yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 but those are broadwurst, so I mean, that's that's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I, I do think Mike is getting exposed in the chat because uh, David says, uh, hmm, uh, Mike knows a lot about this game. Uh, he was like oh no 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 but it used to be this and this and this and that i'm like okay mike uh i like like to be aware of all the vr apps that are releasing regularly you know i keep up with all the it's but of course you know if you want a a regular you know zim's cd vr corner you know as a regular slot on the show let us know in the chat i I love that i'm pegged this way because i you know did one one video on youtube but i think to be fair it's mentioning because because vr you know porn in vr is is a big issue right and like like with any new technology that that industry adopts it quicker than anyone else so i think it is interesting i know we give you jip for it but it is interesting indeed well, and you guys were going on about 180 cameras and actually that's that's one of the reasons i decided because there were so many better things i could have talked about today between megalith and our run in Aseto and um haunting hour there's like there's so much that, that was done this week. The, the, I don't know what it is about March. This is a busy fucking month for VR. I'll leave it at that. It's, it's going to get any bit it, more more busier from here. This, uh, this is the last time for us we can make some jokes because then we don't have time to do that anymore. Exactly, exactly. So uh, let's pass it over to Rowdy then. What have you been playing in VR this week then, dude? Yeah, I'll quickly go over the chat because they've been like posting some stuff as well. Uh, yeah, sure. Ace Vogel. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right. He played Quake GVR on the Oculus Go, which now has more support than online multiplayer. This is just the best thing ever. And he also played some Borderlands 2 VR with the AIM. Uh, oh, nice. 
I saw that in uh, on the Facebook chat, uh, Sean O'Connell, he played Onward and Superhero today. Has anyone heard of Superhero before? No. No. It's, apparently, it's a game on the Rift where you run around a small map uh, with like a paintball style kind of game, and it's a lot of fun. So, haven't have, I haven't experienced that one no, yet. No. Uh, what to UK, also Borderlands 2, and also some Anthem, but that's not VR, so don't really care about that. Uh, Jetx, Audica, Beat Saber DLC, Shadow Legend, The Wizards, The Morrigan, Cobalt, all of that. One person, who do you think it is? PD. Of course, yeah, of course yeah, it is yeah. PD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played all of that in a, in a week because, you know, he has to. He has, to, mm. he has to scratch his itch. And then me, myself, I have actually, yesterday, I dove back into Contractors together with uh, Viper and a friend. Um, and I had a, a tremendously fun fun time. Like, that game has become even more polished. Uh, it is... I played on the Oculus Rift. Uh, Viper had a bit of issues with his Vive Pro, but I think that's more related to his Vive than rather than the game itself. But the game is... Uh, I did turn async on because uh, when I'm also streaming and also trying to like uh, uh, play this game, then it can get quite a bit heavy, um, mm. especially because I need to bump up the resolution a bit because uh, you see like in the, in the, in the distance. Um, yeah. But that game is so much fun. Uh, they added new maps as well. Like they now have like an Arctic map on there. Uh, I hadn't played that one yet. Uh, of course, I got absolutely destroyed every time that I play with uh, with Viper and his friends. But still, because it's so fast paced, you know, you don't have like a, a long waiting time. You, you wait maybe five to ten seconds, and then you're back in a in a game. So it's actually it's it's quite fun. I I think I streamed it for about two hours, two and a half hours, and uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. Really enjoyed that one. 10 out of 10, IGN would play again. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to stream that game more often. And also, uh, just because it's, um, it's it's the kind of game that I want to see more in virtual reality. Uh, I mean, there's still things that need to be polished, but they're now also starting uh, with a, a leak, yeah, the contractor's leak. So uh, mm-hmm. they'll be uh, starting with teams and more like competitions in that way as well. And I really think that that's, uh, that's going to be a big hit as well because it's visually already so appealing. If they manage to add like some cool camera scenes, like Onward does, for example, to that as well. Oh man, I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching that for sure. Nice. So does this mean that, that Viper's making a comeback? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I mean, of course, he still plays VR. You know, he's still, it's just the streaming that he's not doing at the moment. But uh, I mean, I, you never know. Like, I hope I hope he comes back. You know, I miss yeah, him on, uh, on YouTube and then Twitch. Yeah. Me too. Me too, man. Um, so this week I, I played uh, a lot of Beat Saber because uh, I was out, I was out of the office for two days uh, doing something cool that I can't talk about this week, but maybe I can share more details about that on next week's show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, but as soon as I got back, I was straight into the new uh, Beat Saber DLC, uh, which are the Monster Cat tracks. Uh, if you're not familiar about this DLC pack, it's ten new tracks, uh, collaboration between Beat Saber and Monster Cat. Uh, you can buy them for twelve ninety nine for the whole set, or you can buy them individually at one ninety nine each you can obviously get them all on oculus steam and psvr uh but also the pc uh, pc users also got the five exclusive tracks from psvr and the campaign mode as well so we got loads of content uh to play so i was jumping straight into that and had a lot of fun i don't know about you guys what's your favorite new track from the new monster cat dlc do you have a favorite yet overkill yes easy because it breaks your balls so freaking hard Jesus, yeah. that giving song. you a little high five via like, web. You go through all the thing is the weird thing is like I've I've been using Monster Cat with my show since 2014, so I basically knew all these tracks like the back of my hand. 
uh, not mm. not obviously the, uh, the the beat maps or anything. But that was one of three songs that I didn't recognize, and it must be well known or something. But it rolls over your face like a bloody tank. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard map. Although, although there is one track that is missing that is desperately needed. Oh, I know. That is, of course, the crab rave. Everyone knows the crab rave. Exactly. But the good thing is, you know, one of the developers, Yaroslav Beck, posted a poll on Twitter asking for if he got ten thousand votes to bring the crabs out, then he would he would make it happen, and that happened within like forty eight hours. So they're definitely going to be. 3,000 or something. <laughs> exactly. So they're definitely going to be bringing the Monster Cat Crab Rave to Beat Saber in the future. So I'm super hyped about that. Um, but the one thing I want to talk about, uh, aside from Beat Saber, is Live. Because I knew when I wanted to record all these new tracks that I wanted to record it in a mixed reality view using Live. And I'm sort of quite friendly with the Live team. And uh, they showed me a new technique on how to capture sort of mixed reality with a rotating camera. And when I saw the footage of this originally, I was like, how did you pull this off? It's some sort of like wizard trick. You've used like a like a 360 camera on a drone or something or like multiple cameras like swinging around you. Uh, and they were like, no, you use a single camera and here's the tool how to use it. So they gave me early access to the tool, but it will form part of the Live application in the future. But to basically describe how you utilize this new technique that shows off this amazing footage is... You use a single static camera like you would normally with a behind the view mixed reality view. And then what they do is they rotate the world very slowly in game. And then what you do is you rotate with that world as you're playing. Ah. But it's so slow. We talked about really this I don't know if you guys remember, but we talked about that in an episode where we were talking about escape rooms in which Correct. we you can make the, the virtual world perceive um much larger because your your brain is not used to like the world rotating so it will automatically correct for that by adjusting your posture so by as long as it's like not like insanely fast of course but you you can actually get some considerable speed on that without yeah. your brain actually noticing or without you actually noticing yourself that the world around you is turning when i saw the clip it was immediately just like yes exactly i know i know what they're doing mm -hmm. there but it's it's such a nice way and i hope that more games We'll try to implement something like that, also using it for something like gameplay, because I think there's things that can be done by that. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of people were super confused. And when I first saw it, I was super confused how they did it as well. But when you when you know the trick, it's like any sort of magic trick, you, you mm -hmm. think, oh, it's so obvious. Um, but that's why I played the game on hard in my gameplay and not playing on expert. Because I think playing on expert and rotating and trying to keep within a space so you're in your green screen doing all that at the same time is going to be too much so that's why i played it on hard but uh, i thought it was a really neat effect and uh, it made the footage look super nice so hats off to the live team uh, for that they're going to be implementing it in the near future um before we move into quick news i just want to mention something else because we mentioned it on the show previously and that is if you're after something really interesting to watch this week um go and check out uh, love death and robots on netflix it literally came out like a couple of days ago it's a series of like 15 to 20 minute short animated movies uh mm. if you like the animatrix you'll love this it's all about like tech and the future and robots and stuff really cool i've mm. seen a few episodes and so far the best one i've seen is uh, an episode called suits which featured some huge mechs fighting off what looked like the zerg from from starcraft so very cool indeed ah also uh, give a thumbs up on this video uh lets us know you care <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Absolutely. So uh, let's dive straight into some quick news then. And first up is Audica, because 
last week we were all talking about Audica because we'd all played it. It had just come out. And one thing I said during my review of the game uh, was that the success of the game really lies in the community's hands uh, and people that mod the game to add custom tracks because that will really extend the lifespan of this game. Well, apparently it only took about a week for that to happen. Uh, modding is already a thing in Audica now. And there's so, like, such an amazing community like in VR. They're so passionate and dedicated that they just get on these things straight away. They've already built a map editor for this game. So, you know, people can make their own custom tracks to custom songs. And there's also an Audica modding community group on Discord where you can download and share these custom tracks. So if you're interested in Audica custom tracks, go and search out the Discord channel. Uh, some of the tracks have even been made by sort of veteran Beat Saber mappers like uh, Benny DeBeast, who is a, a well-known uh, Beat Saber uh, mapper. So I think that's awesome. I saw some of the uh, the custom tracks and they look great. They look like they play really well as well. You wouldn't think that they were custom tracks. They look like they come from harmonics themselves. Um, but I think it's really great as I thought the the track lineup was pretty weak. So it's, it's awesome that we're going to have uh, tracks that we can add ourselves now. On a side note, because um, I'm watching the trailer now, I'm wondering, is it also compatible with the Live? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, okay. I did a mixed reality uh, gameplay footage with Live, yeah, but I didn't I, do I, the, I, the rotating I, thing. No with Lyft. Yeah. yeah, they, they yeah. launched with support, actually. They advertised it as part of it. I think it was in the Steam page, even, uh, that they mentioned it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so would you are you guys kind of keen to jump on Audica with custom tracks now that it's kind of been broken in Beat Saber in the meantime since the update? Does that kind of weigh it out in your mind, or are you happy with the Monster Cat tracks to keep you busy for now? Yeah, no, I, like I'm, uh, I'm not a, uh, I'm, I'm a vanilla guy. I think I've said that before, you know. So I'm, there's, there's definitely two sides of this sinking ship, right? And uh, one of those is the side, the filthy feckers who uh, go down the, the, the road of I want my song in here. So they map it and they put it in, and then they get a bunch of fandom behind it, and that's grand. Like I'm totally fine if you like that. That's your thing. That's grand. But I just like, I can feel the difference between the artistic flair of someone who, you know, a Beat Saber track from the original. Yeah category right and like what they did with kda what they did with uh angel voices like when they released these tracks and then the that flair that artistic like track design like that's what yeah. i'm buying in for i don't mind playing the other games you know but i kind of like I, I like the original stuff so for me at the moment it's definitely uh beat saber and Audica together they're, they're very different games they're very different games and, and they they sit as as kind of happy bedfellows because that whole concept of like when you when you're done jiggling your ass around the stage with beat saber because it's quite a physical game audica is like it's a little bit more cerebral because of having to line up those shots um, and doing so so consistently uh, but i think they're they're both they're both lovely games but i'm glad that the community has decided to you know crack on and geez they did it fast yeah, I'm absolutely. absolutely amazed by those uh, communities that get behind games. You could see, I mean, because I, I'm in science, I would like sometimes that communities like that would exist in science as well, where you get, I mean, it exists to a certain extent, but where like people like gather together on a certain subject and really like, you know, everyone works together to get that one thing done or to get, yeah, I think that's amazing. And I think that's something that is unique for uh, for for gaming that so, such big projects come out of that on like, uh, a no pay scale. The scientists are choked though. They're still trying to answer the whole like is God real thing, you know? So yeah, <laughs> oh, God. 
Right. So let's move on then on that that note. Because uh, next up, we're going to be talking about Beat Saber. Um, because huge congratulations to the Beat Saber team this week. Not only did they launch their new official DLC, obviously the Monster Cat DLC, but they also hit 1 million copies of Beat Saber sold to date. Yeah. And that's just an incredible number. And I think it's likely to be the first game to hit that milestone in VR, right? I think so. I believe it is. I believe it is. Uh, not not in not in revenue, but in uh, uh, in sales. Absolutely, copies. and I think the thing is with this success, like obviously it's great for the Beat Saber team. You know they've had this huge success, but I think it's also a huge success for the VR industry in general because when other developers, you know, triple A's, indies, look at this, they're going to be like, okay, that you know, Beat Saber have done something really amazing, and it is possible to succeed in that market if you come out with a, an amazing product, right? Yeah. You've got to have that amazing game, of course, yeah. to succeed, but it is financially viable, you know, if you have a winning formula like that. Yeah. It's crazy, though. Like, people describe it as the perfect VR game, and I think it, I think it, it deserves, deserves that title because it's so easy to get into it and play it and enjoy it. And no wonder they've got a million sales. I, I've already bought three copies of the game. So, you know, it's like, it's the only <laughs> game that I've ever done that for. Yeah. It's just a game that makes a lot of sense, even for the viewer. If you, if you look at it and you see someone doing it, you know exactly like how it would, you know, how, how it would look like in, in virtual reality. And you want to try it yourself to, to give it a shot. True. It's, a, it's a very low entry barrier, I think, for for people to try. Like you don't you don't have any motion, you don't have any like things that are spinning around you. You only need to focus your attention on one thing. Um, it's uh, yeah. it's a, a cool entry barrier. Plus, plus it makes VR cool. I mean, there are many games where it's like, oh yeah, they're just swinging their hands around again, and yeah, I don't know. But this one actually makes people curious, even when they see someone else play it. So it's yeah. just like this magical touch, it just all blends well together i think as well like what the beat saber team did which other developers i guess could learn from is that they came up with the concept uh which was like and the, the sort of rough version of the game and that was like 10 percent of the work 90 percent of the work was just polishing that up to make it one incredibly polished package and i think a lot of developers in particularly in vr could learn that lesson because it seems like they spend more time on the concept and not enough time polishing it up and, and delivering these gameplay mechanics and making them fun. Yeah, I, I think polish goes a very long way in VR. You know, we've seen it from a number of different studios, things like I Expect You to Die, which we talked about last week or the week before. You know, yeah. these, these titles that, you know, they're not going to give you 16 hours of gameplay necessarily. But, but they do polish. start from a, from a good concept, though. You know, you need to start, of course, True. from that good concept. I mean, Beat Saber, Beat Saber is a brilliant concept, and I Expect You to Die is also a brilliant concept. But it's indeed the level of polish that they put in that that makes it the title. Yeah, you know, so but, but sadly, most developers are bound to a publisher or, or uh, investors that say, like, the game needs to be done by this time. Well, they actually want to develop for a little longer to make it. Uh, more polished but a lot of them don't have the freedom to do that so uh, yeah, that's why a lot of them just end up being well not not completely finished or not not being good enough so mm. you know sometimes you don't have that that you know space to do that in, in case of like um like shadow legend vr you know it's 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 a solid title for an indie but the the first game blake made uh, wasn't that you know amazing in my opinion? But then the second one, he's killing it because he he proved to the people that are you know funding him that this 
is actually working and that it makes sense to bring it to VR. And then you get your key you want to actually make the game you always wanted people to play. Um, so I think that's 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 the difference. And yeah, in case of Beat Saber, you know they uh, they uh, they did really well with one million copies. And I'm sure that Mike will now also tell people about the review bombs people did on on Beat Saber. I'm not sure if everyone is aware yeah. of of that. Go for it. You might as well tell the story. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as you may know, uh, you have mods on Beat Saber. Um, these mods have been made by the community. So Beat Saber, uh, Beat Games, the developer has nothing to do with those. You know, they um, they actually um, every time they patch, they you know patch against it because I think legally they have to. Because if they don't, um, then there there will be like companies saying like, yeah, but listen, these music things are copyrighted and you're not doing anything against that. So they could be sued potentially. I think. Um, so by patching against it, they can constantly show companies like, listen, you know, mods, um, we, we, we are not supporting that officially. But uh, this time with this Monster Cat update, um, the patch they did was pretty, um, I, I don't know, yeah. pretty watertight um, that it took a while for the modders to get their, you know, uh, uh, modded songs back into Beat Saber. And people were not very happy with that because, you know, uh, for a lot of uh, uh, folks out there, Beat Saber is a daily driver. Um, so they were review bombing on Steam, maybe also Oculus Home, I don't know, and, and saying like, listen, it doesn't work anymore and w- what's up? But in the end, Beat Games is not serving anyone in terms of mods. But don't, so, like, don't we, there was don't we a, open a conversation right there to say, um, you know, couldn't you foresee that happening? I mean, Revive had the same problem uh, as, a, as a mod uh, previously, you know, where you could actually play your Rift games over. And, and they did the same thing, counterpatching, you know, dropping yes. the support. But well, like, makes sense. Is there, I suppose the real question we should be asking is, is there anything B games can do you know, in support of that. I think they can't. Their hands are shackled. Well, they spend really. a lot of money on licenses, but they can never license all of these songs. I think maybe a, a, a certain percentage of those songs don't even get sold to a game. Uh, it, right would, now. it would be fixable, for example, if you, for example, would link it to Spotify and then users could use their own Spotify account to go and link it, but then, of course, not mm. streaming it. Yeah, but, the yeah, but then you get the audio shield, audio shield problem audio where shield you could use YouTube yeah. to, and that also. But I, I'm not sure. Like officially, I don't know if Beat Games is is patching against it. But well, in the, the chat, they're saying they have to do that. I think in, in the chat they're saying that uh, they said in the tweet that they would never patch against it, but that it's just oh. a code that changes naturally breaks them. And yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense because it's if it's a okay. third party program, because um, I think the. With Audio Shield, we had the discussion as well. It's not uh, because they're not allowed to do it, but it's 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 rather with a different issue in that if there is a lawsuit, and then you know there is no reason for a lawsuit, I think either. Um, okay. But I, I don't think that a third party that you have nothing to do with that can potentially eventually cause you to think so. suit. I don't. I don't. They, I don't they, know, they, they, they couldn't be uh, responsible. If it gets big enough, a problem, you know. But but aside from that. That's like, what I mean. Yeah. The, the biggest problem I think that we have on the internet today is licensing, like across the board. It, it causes problems all over the place, both for artists who want to actually share their content and have it heard and all that. I mean, we don't have the same kind of broad blanket approach to that that we, we had, you know, 50 years ago, because it's not like the single channel. It's not so easy to address. 
and you have that problem these days. And and I think you know, beat games must be caught in the whole net of looking for legalities mm-hmm. in, across different markets. I mean, it's different from North America to Europe to China. I mean, it's just like it is a total mess. It's but a, I think this, it's, it's a double-edged sword for them because they know that the community that modded the game is what's kept that game going for so long because it's only now a year later that they've you know released their first paid dlc pack with official songs so it has kept everyone entertained all that time but again you've got to be careful about the legality side as well so i'm I'm sure audica has the same issues like now that they've got mods i'm sure it's going to help them gain some more traction but they need to be aware of that as well so it is a double-edged sword for sure Well, I think for for developers, it's smart to not give it that much attention. I mean, that's that's all you can do, and and just you know, go for like buy new songs or make songs. That's that's the only way to go. And what the mod community does, yeah, that's not their responsibility. So I I think in the end, review bombing uh, Beat Saber, it's kind of like a douchebag movie. But I I do feel people because they don't see mods as a separate thing. They really think it's a part of the of the experience. It's so polished. But I do yeah. wonder, like, why why can't beat games? I mean, uh, again, one of my favorite games, the set of Corsa. Um, you know, they had a similar thing where the modding side started going on fire. Now they don't have the same music licensing issue, so this may be why. But you know, constructing an API so that those kinds of code breaks happen less frequently, I believe, is the same thing that they did in relation to revive breaking all the time. Because once you set that up and you can essentially, as a coder, plug into it, then your mod won't break every time there's a patch for the game. And I think that to this point, I mean, look at how in a year, what a relatively small team has accomplished in Beat Saber, right? I mean, this has moved, they've they've moved on all the different platforms. They've released uh, multiple patches with content out at a, at a high grade of polish. I mean, I, I just, it's, it's astounding the pace at which they're moving and no doubt it's investors in that, but you still have a core team. That's a very small team. So mm-hmm. they must not be sleeping very much. No, I, I love how, how much Beat Saber shows how uh, far the VR industry has matured in terms of games. They really show that, that you can be on top of the game, even in, 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 in like in, in a, an era where VR is not mainstream yet. So, yeah. yeah, well, again, huge congratulations to the Beat Saber team. And I hope you get some well-deserved rest now that the patch is out <laughs> yes. before the next one. So please uh, rest up. Give us some more tracks in the future. We'll be playing these ones happily for some time, I think. Uh, but let's move on to the next bit of quick news, the last bit of quick news, uh, and that is Sniper Elite VR. Now, this is incredible. A rebellion uh, who previously made a VR tank game called Battlezone They're teaming up with another British development studio called Just Add Water to bring Sniper Elite to virtual reality. Now, this is going to be a standalone game. Uh, It's going to be set in the same uh, Mediterranean conflict as in Sniper Elite 4. So if you're a fan of that game and the series, you're going to love this. Um, The the clips that we've seen have been shown that it's going to be... uh, definitely on PSVR and have aim controller support, but it's also likely to come to PC VR headsets as well. Uh, but of course, one of the standout things about the Sniper Elite series was this X-ray kill cam, you know? So when you when you successfully pull off a shot, the camera follows the bullet's trajectory and then shows like an X-ray of the enemy and what damage that bullet does to them. It's a bit gory, you know, but if you like that sort of thing, then fine. Uh, it's a bit like uh, the more combat. Exactly. It's a bit like the Mortal Kombat X-ray fatalities that they did. Um, (laughs) But I wonder if they're going to be able to pull off this mechanic in VR. I don't know what you guys think of that. I think they will play around with that, but in what way, I don't know. 
yeah. it's going to be expected. You'll you'll ride the bullet, I imagine. But can you imagine like going through? Oh God, I don't know. It's mm. it's going to be graphic. Going through the skull. Yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking. Like, I mean, at what at what scale are they going to do it? You know, what what are you going to see? Is, is it going to be like Elite Dangerous jumping into hyperspace? <laughs> you know, but just all I think red. I feel like you're going to become the bullet in some way. Or have like different cameras around this character in like this matrix mode where you can look around it in some way yeah. and see where it's gonna hit maybe up front. I don't know, maybe like a ghosting mode. We'll see. This is one of my predictions. Let's find out if it worked or not later in the future. Um, but I think you can also, um, I hope, um, well, no, I don't hope that, but um, like every sniper lead game, you can kill like famous historical figures on certain missions in different, you know, moments of time. Yeah. Um, that's also kind of cool because Sniper Elite is not only about just, you know, shooting people in the, well, balls and things like that. Um, <laughs> well, trust me, everyone who played this game did. did. Yeah, oh, I know, I've seen, it. I've, I've, seen it. I've seen it. Don't deny it. Um, but it's also about, you know, spying, um, uh, hearing conversations of what's going on. Um, Maybe they even have the zombie mode. They also had this zombie uh, sniper elite uh, title for, well, is it called like uh, zombie undead elite something? I don't know. Yeah, but okay. um, they might, you know, change it up with some zombies too. I don't know. Um, sound, or, sounds fun. Or, or like uh, Campo675 is saying in the chat, it's probably going to be a wave shooter. <laughs> A wave shooter. Nah, yeah. I know with a sniper rifle. <laughs> I don't know. Like watching the footage, it felt like a standing experience and not something where you roam around. But yeah, I don't know. Nowadays, uh, every developer seems to be getting smarter in terms of what you what people want. Mm. And um, what I really hope is that they team up with ProTube, have Force Tube integration with it, so then I can I can literally lie prone on my floor. With my iPod, which I showed you on a previous episode, and 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 snipe from like lying prone on my floor. That's what I want. Yeah, no, that sounds that's like plan. Make it happen, people. That's what Mike wants. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> it'd, be so, it'd be so badass. I'd be like full ghillie suited up on my floor. It'd be amazing. Can we, yeah. can we trade in the sniper rifle for like a full like full like World War Two style machine gun and just be there like going through rounds? That'd be that'd be cool. Yeah. Yes. I'm not a huge fan of sniper games, but machine gun games. Also, I... also, it will come to Nintendo Switch, right? So then you can use your Labo kit to play it in VR. Oh my god! <laughs> with that, with that, <laughs> with that rocket thing, you know? <laughs> no, that's not gonna work. But that's, that's we'll be not fine. That's fake no, news from no, that's from fake Nate, news but... from Nate. Sorry, sorry, but, I got too excited. It's, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that is all of the quick news this week. But before I pass it over to Zim for the releases, I just want to say thank you to the sponsor of this episode of the F Reality Podcast is, of course, uh, Onward. Now, Onward is a awesome tactical military first-person shooter in virtual reality. It's a favor of competitive tactical gamers who love to squad up in teams of 5v5 for online play. Or if, like me, you like to ride solo, there's also single-player skirmishes too. With a huge update on the horizon bringing loads of new and exciting features, now is a great time to jump into the game. So mm. you can check out Onward on Steam or the Oculus Store. I'm riding solo, solo. We're <laughs> <laughs> bringing back... You're bringing back horrible memories of that Dance Central Connect game. What? Yeah. Horrible. What do you what do you what do you mean, Mike? You didn't like that? No, wasn't a fan. Not, not that song. It's beautiful. Oh, thing was it makes me it, it makes me cry every time. If if you like the song, you can play it in Beat Saber. 
I don't even remember that song. I like I like I like hundred percent of most of the songs in Dance Central One and Two, and I have no yeah. recollection. There's some part of me that buried that. Deep. How does Mike play onwards solo? How does he even do that? He's just gonna camp in a corner, act like he's a he's a trash can, and then shoot everyone. It's how it roll. Well, speaking of high caliber this week in releases, we have a whole lineup for you. I've got five different titles. I'm going to rattle through these. Uh, the first three, because we missed them. And when I say we missed them, I mean that uh, they are already out and you can play them and all that. So I like starting with freebies. Um, here's a freebie for you that is um, primarily compatible with the Vive, but with a patch, you can sort things with the Rift. There's a Win 10, Win 7 thing horror game. Uh, it's a VR exclusive post-apocalyptic first-person shooter. Uh, it's got sentient AI and cybernetic brain implants um, are humanity's downfall. Who would have guessed? Um, so you, you fight yourself to fight to get, you know, keep yourself alive. The beginning looks um, looks quite a lot like a telltale game. I don't know where, where cars veering off the road kind of thing. You start off in a field and then it looks all very um, Brookhaven after that. But as a free title, I thought, you know, hey, this isn't a bad one to start off with. And actually, the reviews on Steam are quite positive. So if you're into your horror and all that kind of thing, check this out. The uh, animations and uh, some of the core uh, design elements of the game are meant to be relatively simple. But uh, again, might keep you entertained for an evening. Hmm. So there you go. That one is uh, Phobos VR. And as I said, is best suited to Vive. That's the first one. Uh, second up, we are going to talk about um, a different kind of game altogether. This is Arc Slinger, which was actually previously, um, which was previously launched on PC VR and is now coming to PlayStation VR uh, for about eight pounds sterling, so it'd be about ten dollars. Um, and this game is a gunslinger uh, game, as you can guess by the name of uh, of Slinger in the title. I suppose for Arc Slinger, um, and I think that this is uh, this is one that. Maybe you guys have played. I'm curious. Have any of you played Ark Slinger? Do you have uh, any experience with it? No. No. Because uh, it reminds me quite a no. lot of um, those modules from, uh, what was that Western game that Oculus, the Oculus Studios guys released? Um, Dead and buried. buried. But it's single player. So I think it's one that, you know, if you're sitting there no. with your PSVR and you're like, I'd like some stages. This is 15 levels of just shooter action. Um, and I, as I said, it looks it looks very similarly styled. Um, uh, so anyway, this is, uh, this is one by uh, big red button. So another one on, on PSVR, I wanted to jump to, um, which I, which I find to be quite exciting is, um, is cave digger, which was a, a, a little indie ah. that launched, um, not, uh, not long ago. And I actually, um, <laughs> I, I want to show you cave digger because Cave Digger is like it's like this little indie gem that actually has um, a really interesting flair. Like you look through the rocks, you mine oil, you get that in buckets, and you're collecting all this stuff on a timer. Um, and you must you go down this uh, this kind of multi-tiered um, uh, caving well, I guess, a vertical shaft, and um, things change as you go. There's some comedy built in there. I thought that it was a really, really great little indie title, and it dropped for free on PC last year. I think it's going to be about uh, 12 pounds or something around that pricing on, on PSVR because they now have the final version ready, and that's that's out. But uh, what were your thoughts of, of Cave Digger, guys? I, I liked it. It's um, I mean, it's a it's a it's a small, it's definitely an indie title. You know, it's it's something that you that you want to like test out and see. Very cool mechanics, I think. You know, original concept. Um, there are certain things that maybe are a little bit 
less good like the like i had a lot of trouble like where did i put my tools since they sometimes they like they like hang themselves somewhere differently yeah. uh i found that a little bit annoying but in terms of gameplay it's actually quite solid and also they had a halloween mode uh, around uh, around uh, end of october um which was actually even more fun that was actually quite good i must have missed that but but yeah like this uh, this kind of iterative um collecting money and, and getting the gems and then cashing it in and then getting a few more things um, the thing that probably disappointed me was, you know, you play all these levels and then at the end of that, it's like the game's over and mm. you basically have to start from scratch again. Wow. Um, and, and you have to get better maybe your next time through and unlock more things. But um, really classy indie title. I'm, I'm really glad to see uh, some of these titles permeate the console, you know, for VR. Um, now we need more coming back the other way, of course. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but for the time being, I'm just glad to see developers... Uh, start, you know, in the PC territory, dabble for a year or two, and then progress. That's really lovely to see. So two more, uh, two more quick titles for us. Uh, the main ones I'd say for today, because I saw these and I was like, damn, these look very interesting. So this one's Isolation, and that's I-C-E, Solation. And this is a really curious title. Why did I get interested in this one? So this is, if you like local co-op games, like Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, this is along the same lines. It's a local co-op game. Um, it's a highly challenging two-player co-op puzzle and exploration game for VR. It's based uh, in so 1994, the Soviet Union has collapsed. And in some of its archives, two researchers discover documents alluding to a top-secret military operation deep in Siberia. So as a tag team, you delve into documents, you head into the mine, and you have to find your way um, as, as you're going down the mine. Uh, it collapses, sealing them inside, and you have to kind of find your way back to the surface. So again, this one is a very different kind of motif to the other uh, co-op games that we've seen. So to me, it looks uh, looks quite uh, exciting. And as someone who's just um, spent the last fortnight building out a, a co-op kind of room next door, uh, this is something that looks very good for local co-op or uh, or something like that setup. So, are there are there monsters in the mines? I didn't see any in the trailer when I watched it. it. At some point, there will be monsters in the mine. <laughs> and it's going to be the kind of game to go like, oh, you know, this ain't that bad. This ain't that bad. And all of a sudden, there's something like jumps at you. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Yeah. So, like, is it asynchronous multiplayer or is it like... Okay, so one person's out of VR, one person's in VR. Yes, one person's out of VR, one person's in VR. Yeah, yeah. Right, and how do they help you? Is that with an iPad or a companion app? Or uh, I, I think it's on. Uh, so, so, so the VR player is obviously seeing they're in the mine and all of that, whereas the other player on the screen is seeing documents. And well, on the PC. So I think you are right. going. You're, you're essentially going through uh, a single PC. Co-op. Yep. It's it's local. a bit like nobody explodes with a like a manual kind exactly. of thing. Yeah, or Carly and the Reaper Man, for example. And yeah. I don't think okay. it's just documents. There's a series of things that are there. So anyway, nice. final one, which again, um, excites me because of what I've seen of it, but I don't know. This isn't this isn't a recommendation just yet. Uh, this is a PSVR game called Immortal Legacy, the Jade Cipher. And it's um, a, quite an interesting looking title. Uh, I'll, I'll read a short little blurb about it. I don't have too much more information about it, but it, it definitely looks the part for our video listeners. Uh, delve deep into the origins of a sinister Chinese legend and unearth the secrets of your forgotten past in this pulse-pounding PSVR adventure. Uh, it certainly has adventure-like elements. It looks a lot like some of the things we've seen on PC or coming to PC shortly. Uh, reminds me of things like Stormland and a few other titles um, that we've already seen played on PC. So PSVR has been needing something like this. 
Um, it looks very interesting with the scale and everything. When you guys see the end catch up with the trailer, you'll see some of the scale of some of the big badass monsters that look like a giant octopus in the sky and stuff. So it looks quite, this is more of a teaser than a trailer. It looks quite tempting. This is launching on the 20th of March. Uh, and that's uh, mm. 16 pounds for that. So it should be about $18. How is this one called? It's called Immortal Legacy, the Jade Cipher. Kind of a long name. The Immortal Legacy. That one's on the PC. Jade Cipher. This is a PSVR title. Oh, I believe it's good. also exclusive to PSVR. Um, the other titles I didn't mention, Phobos VR launched 12th of March, Arc Slinger 13th, Cave Digger also 13th. Those are those last two were on PSVR. And Isolation just launched yesterday, 15th. So if you're interested in some local co-op, uh, fire away. It's only seven pounds. So that's about less than $10. Okay. For the pleasure. And nice uh, to add to that, uh, Felix and Paul dropped a new 360 about, uh, oh. I think it's Kobe Bryant. The basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. There's so no. much dropping yeah, right yeah. now. There, it is. It is not easy to keep up. We have there are like 20 <laughs> VR decent VR titles dropping every week. So uh, you know, trying to keep you guys informed is, is is definitely a task. You're doing a grand job, a grand job. So let's move into the first of our first uh, main topics then, and uh, that is Facebook avatars. Um, because this week we had a really cool article from Wired. Uh, I don't know if any of you caught it, but basically Wired visited uh, Facebook's Reality Labs. They were previously known as uh, Oculus Research, but now they've changed the name to Facebook's Reality Labs. Uh, they're based in Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania. And I've put a link to the original Wired article in the description if you want to go and check it out with all the, the juicy detail. But I'll sort of give you the highlights uh, because basically what's happening is that Facebook are doing a lot of research and development in the background uh, to what they're going to be called uh, codec avatars. Because right now in social VR applications like Oculus Rooms, VR Chat, Altspace, Rec Room, you have these kind of like cartoon style avatars, right? That kind of represent yourself in virtual reality. But in the future, what they're developing is this technology that will make your avatar look exactly like you, which is kind of cool. And I can hear you asking now, like, Mike, why would I, why would I want to do this? Well, uh, imagine like how applications like Skype and FaceTime, for example, like, like what we're using now, how people use this technology today and they do it to, to connect with each other remotely, right? So I can look into Zim's eyes right now and I feel like I'm connecting with him on a level rather than, you know, it, there's more to it than just uh, you know, an audio call, or if we were just talking over the phone, I feel more connected with them. And the other guys, of course, as well. I don't want to leave you out. Um, but of course, this is something that they want to take to another level in virtual reality. And uh, they call it social presence in, in VR. Now, right now, this is very difficult to pull off because, you know, it requires uh, an hour long facial capture in like a oh, really yeah, yeah, in, in a really expensive rig that features over 130 different cameras from different angles and you have to sit there and pull certain faces and deliver certain lines so all the data can be captured oh can you can you show a, a few of those faces you have to make uh <laughs> like angry angry yeah come on, come on. <laughs> and, uh, and a happy and as, <laughs> as sad for the audio looker, what <laughs> <laughs> you basically need to do is you, you need to pull all these these different uh, facial uh, <laughs> facial expressions, and basically these are all captured and then combined with machine learning to collect, learn, and recreate 
human social expression. Now, these captures, you're not going to believe this, they capture 180 gigabytes per second of data. Oh, <laughs> oh my wow. God. 180 gigabytes per second for an hour. Yes. You, you thought recording on OBS with, uh, you know, flawless was <laughs> legit. No, yeah, we're right. talking another level here. This is, this um, is like FREPS level recording. Yeah. This is like, this is really Ready Player One level stuff. Um, but basically, once you've captured all that data and you've hooked it up to the AI for machine learning, you know, all your expressions and stuff, then basically you can put on a VR headset that has eye tracking uh, to basically follow your eyes. And then when you have uh, a conversation with someone else in VR that has all this set up as well, you get that full true feeling of presence in VR because you can see all their person's mannerisms and the imperfections of their face, which kind of pushes you through that uncanny valley and makes you really feel like you're having a conversation with that person. And that's the magic of this technology. Uh, but of course, you know, this is all just research right now. This is just something that's being developed by Facebook because clearly they can see a future where this kind of technology is going to be used to not only connect people individually to have friends and family that live remotely, but also businesses conducting business yeah. uh, meetings remotely in VR with telepresence rather than flying someone to go and have a business meeting. They could just do this instead. Yeah. Um, also I wanted to say quickly on this point. Um, I do think like this is like really pushing the boundary of what is what is currently possible in terms of like facial recognition because there's a lot of devices, even on our phones and stuff like that, that can already very accurately and very nicely represent the digital representation of our face and also try to um to add stuff on there. I know that, for example, that the, the Boneworks trailer that we showed not that long ago, yeah. I think they actually used the uh, the Apple software to capture uh, a face in there to put it in a game. Uh, huh. if, if you guys are interested, you should go and uh, check the trailer back of that one. Um, but I believe that was indeed a, an Apple device. So it's like, you know, you have the 90% of, of the quality that we see. We could probably already do that, which is the general computer or a general iPhone. But it's like that the last 10% that like that little wrinkle in your face or like the, the, the little tear that you see in your eye that like the, the light reflection of that, all that kind of information is probably like 99% of that 120 gigabytes per second that they're capturing. So mm. a lot of that stuff is already doable, but it's to get it really to the next level but it's cool anyway because it will trickle down to to what we're using so yeah. absolutely because like this technology is so new right now like i said it's still being developed in its early stages but just like we've seen with 360 cameras you know uh, there were huge big expensive cameras in the beginning and now like nathy showed earlier and talked about was like this insta 360 camera it's like you know a few hundred pounds and you can you can capture that at home now it's going to be the same with this so um I think a big concern about this, and certainly when I saw people's reactions to this on Reddit and other sort of uh, posts where it was posted, was security. Because with this kind of technology, if your facial details have already been captured, like what's someone stopping from pretending to be you in in a way? You know, if they can use your voice yeah. or something like that. Well, maybe they'll adopt sort of the technology used in the HoloLens that we've seen just recently with the HoloLens 2, where it uses like biometric uh, iris scanners, scans your eyeballs, knows it's you, signs you into the headset, and then unlocks your avatar that way. I don't know, but it seems... Uh, We're going to have a problem uh, pretty much. That's what you're saying. Sounds sounds like... But that's something that is going to happen anyway. I mean, these, these deep fakes we're already having are pretty, pretty scary. So. Very true. Very, very true. So this, um, so is, this is not going to help, but on the other side, it does make 
things more social as Facebook also wants it. But I think like any technology, there's always going to be people that find an evil way to use it, right? Um, you know, there isn't a, a perfect is, technology in that sense. There's no, the, the problem with this is mostly there's no legislation around it. You can pretty much take someone's voice, take someone's facial expressions, and there is not really anything you can do with that at the moment. So it's just like pure and like a, I don't know, like a governmental regulation kind of level that stuff like this needs to be addressed because once the, the technology is there, there's no, you can't stop that. But I think as well, like technology is moving at such a rapid pace that government and law and order isn't developing in the same, at the same rate. You that's know, that's a bigger problem then, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we, we still use such antiquated laws uh, from, from thousands of years ago, you know, in both the US and in Europe. Um, but like, Technology is just so rapid. And it's funny because when you see them collide, like with the whole Facebook scandal when data was leaked and Zuckerberg was in the courthouse, there were people asking such stupid questions. They were uh, a thousand years old, those people, for sure. But exactly <laughs> my point. You know, so that is a problem where they need to sort of keep up to speed as much as the technology is. But I think it's super fascinating. I, I find it interesting. And I, I really look forward to the day that I can, you know, um, meet up with friends and relatives that live abroad and feel like they're sitting next yeah. to me. Can you imagine if you play like a single player and you can actually upload your own face into the game so that you yeah. can play your own character? Yeah, awesome. So epic, right? Reminds you me of the iToy days, you know? You look in the mirror and you see your own yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be like weird. Or even modify your face and turn yourself into a different character, but still, you know, have mm. have like different versions of you. Like, okay, today, you know, I'm gonna look like this. I don't know version of me, and yeah, yeah. yeah there's gonna be people wanting to like go. You know, it's like I want to go to a dance club in VR, but I want to be 20 year old me instead of 40 year old me. You know, it's like there's gonna be stuff. Yeah, like of course. That. And then of we're course. gonna beat saber together, and you know, all that mm. fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 embrace I, it, right? You got to embrace this new. You got to embrace the new technology because if you don't, you just it just passes you by, and you know it becomes yeah. ubiquitous before long. But um, what Rowdy said, you know, putting your face in a game and all that—that's that's, that's going to be only a year or two away, I'd say. Now, now that this is dropping, you know, someone's going, some dev is going to do that. So they they reckon that this technology is probably about sort of four years away in terms of being realistic uh, for access. And I think uh, Michael Abresh, you know covered this briefly at OC5 during his talk, which is fascinating, by the way. Go and check that out. But I just thought it was an interesting look because we don't really get to see behind the doors of yeah. Facebook reality labs, you know, and, and yes. what they're up to. So it was an interesting insight for that. I, I, I do have idea. Who are going to start with? They're definitely going to start with bold people because it's easier. Oh, yeah. so you could sign so up they then. should. I should be first in line. I think they might expressive because the wrinkles in the forehead go all the way back. Like we yeah. have this like area of occlusion <laughs> wait, wait, that Mike wait. doesn't have. Mike, show us some wrinkles on your forehead. It, it, it's a style choice because when I'm in VR, I don't have my hair messed up. You know, so that, that's the reason. Yeah. That behind is a big it. benefit. That is a big benefit. But also, just quickly before we move on, uh, other companies are doing this as well. Obviously, not on this level, but like Starumba are another company that are scan scanning famous people in uh, as digital avatars. You know, like uh, Paris Hilton, famous yes. footballers, and those kind of people. Uh, so there are already people doing yeah. this. So Sony Space also does it, where you can actually do it yourself and put your. So it's it's pretty easy already, even for consumers to do this stuff. Nice. Although on the Facebook side, uh, they might have to save things in JPEG because it's smaller. 
that that's a tip from me instead of png <laughs> nice we should talk to facebook then maybe they can reduce that 180 gigabytes yeah. per second to like yeah, maybe they maybe they save it up in png and they just don't know <laughs> i just told them <laughs> and now suddenly it releases next week because they found out <laughs> so yeah that is what's going on behind the scenes at facebook reality labs <laughs> pretty interesting stuff uh but let's obviously talk about what everyone is super hyped about and that is gdc next week oh my god I can barely contain how hyped I am about I'm this. Heavily breathing suddenly. I can, yeah. I can see it on your forehead. Yeah, he's getting excited face. So, for those of you that don't know, GDC stands for the Games Developers Conference and will take place in San Francisco between Monday the 18th and Friday the 22nd of March. It's one of the world's largest developer events. All the developers gather together, share sort of tips and tidbits uh, from the sort of industry, what they've learned. And uh, also, a lot of people sort of announce what they're developing and what they're releasing soon in the future. Oh. Uh, we know that on Monday, Oculus is going to be hosting a private press event on monday the 18th and mm. the embargo of that event ends on wednesday the 20th so a lot of the wow. news outlets are going to be going to that event and then releasing articles on the 20th so stay mm. tuned um, but let's break it down to uh different developers and talk about what we know so far and then our predictions so should we kick it off then with the oculus quest because we mike, also- mike bless us with rumors and excitement please okay well, I think, I think most people out there are pretty au fait with what the Oculus Quest is by this point. We know that it's releasing in spring, so likely any time between now and April. And it's I there. think... Standalone headset. Standalone headset. Don't need a PC. Uh, it's pretty legit. We tried at OC5. You can play games like Super Hot, um, Dead and Buried. They look super nice. The resolution is greater than the Rift. Uh, but of course, you're not going to get full Rift games on this device. And I think that's worth noting. And you're also not going to be able to connect it to PC to play Steam VR games. Um, it comes with a sticker that says, don't play near train tracks. exactly be careful yeah although it does have uh, its own boundary system so you can set that up when you get the headset and then you shouldn't be smashing up your your house or your walls dynamic the the, the dynamic boundary system is very interesting and i hope someone mentioned earlier um in chat having played quake and there was a quake uh mod for was it the oculus go or i'm trying to remember what they used or was it a backpack but they actually went out in a field and actually were, were like running around full life scale and you know that Quest, when this comes out, someone's going to attack it and do the same thing from a development perspective because we were running around a warehouse, essentially. Uh, you can definitely do something like that, but yeah. how long it will be before a consumer game hits with that kind of functionality, I don't know. But that's actually, for me, one of the most exciting features of the headset. Yeah, okay. So obviously we know a lot about the Quest already, but what we don't know is uh, when it's going to be released exactly and also if there's going to be separate models for different storage sizes, maybe. Yeah. You know, because like the second- one that they showed at Oculus Connect was a 64 gigabytes. Exactly. So we yeah. might get another one that is bigger. I don't think they go smaller. I think they go bigger. But Exactly. But also what we don't know, which hopefully we'll find out next week, is the full launch lineup. Because yes. we know we've got a handful of games, but they, they told us that there's going to be 50. So uh, there's a lot of games that we still don't know about that are going to be available on launch that I'm sure, because of the high barrier to entry, like we discussed on a previous episode, they're going to be quality titles. I wonder how many of those 50 we already know. Mm, well, you can make a guess. <laughs> we'll probably get with, it, with our predictions, but uh, you know, how many of those 50 we already know? 
But this is the thing, like Zim, for your audio listeners, is showing us a blue and red pen and, and giving us a beat. So hinting at Beat Saber coming to the quest. But I have to say, having seen how hard these guys have been working this week on the PC update, I, I really don't know if this game is going to be ready for launch. Like if I was Oculus, of course, I'd be pushing this hard. But And I, I really hope so, but I don't know. Nah, it was Maybe done last year. That's where I so, think. So hard in the last week because they've been working on the quest the entire time. I hope you're right, Rowdy. I really no, hope I was, you're right. I'm, I'm really totally with Rowdy on It's a decoy, Mike. It's a decoy. No. Okay. Just, what it, I, gets, it gets me distressed. That's all. I what I constantly hear is not only Beat Saber. I constantly hear Gorn, Arbus VR. I hear mm, Rec, Room, Rec Room. I hear Onward. I hear VR Onward. Chat. I hear Pavlov. Like all those, you know, classic VR titles. Everyone wants them. But you know that's the that's the thing I'm wondering how powerful is the quest really and that's what we got to figure out when they announce those games. You then kids. you kind of know. Yeah, well, uh, you're talking about the power, but I mean, like power to some extent, even with consoles, like the console lands, and then over time, developers get better and better at pushing more out of the console. Mm -hmm. Same thing's gonna happen with the quest. The, the real thing that I'm worried about, not worried about, well, I'm gonna keep my eyes glued to YouTube now, is uh, how many videos are we gonna have of you know somebody playing with the quest and someone getting whapped in the face or whatever. Cause that's, that's going to happen. I'm convinced that's going to happen just like it did back with the Wii days. Um, and I think we're going to have less monitors smashed and more other random objects around the house. Kind of akin to when Gorn first landed. Are people so. doing dangerous stuff outside? Yeah. yeah and then I'm recording it. That's why I mentioned the train tracks thing, because I'm a little I bit I have nervous. heard so many people say, if I get the quest, I'm going outside on this big field I have in yep. front of my place. I'm going to play there. Well, yeah, I'm not supporting that, but people people are gonna try it, and they're gonna do some some weird stuff. I wonder if tracking will actually work in that environment, you know? Because it, it actually the tracking system is, well, and and again, are the sensors on the exterior to the headset okay I, in direct sunlight, or does that totally overblow the sensor? And so it gives well, we know it no what data. When you take a, a go in direct sunlight. Start so, with me, Mike. Don't even start. So, I, so be careful taking your yes. headset outside, I would say. Technically, but, it could be possible because I did see a video from Upload sometimes where someone had like a, a backpack PC and a mixed reality headset and they were just <laughs> roaming around and it kind of worked. But then still, you know, it's not really made for that. So so, yeah. so what about other predictions? Do you guys have any predictions what we might learn about the Quest maybe next week? Yeah, or what the fuck in L, the two... Uh, audio jacks on either side of the headset are going to be used peripherals wise. That's what I've wanting to know since I got my hands on the quest and was like, hang on a second. This thing has two holes. Good point. So, yeah. so, so Oculus said or teased that it was for an upcoming audio solution, but we obviously don't know what that is. Also, what I'm curious of is, it, is if you can share footage from your uh, quest and maybe stream it or share it with your friends. Uh, yeah. That would be kind of people in the nice. chat are saying what they will do, what ridiculous thing they will do when uh, they are uh, having their first quest. So okay. uh, we have Russell Weed who says, uh, "I'm going to use my Oculus Quest while driving a car." <laughs> oh my god! The Mad Hatter says, "I'm going to play Subnautica in the swimming pool." Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and then you should like after that you should complain at the oculus part like you know it's not waterproof and i tried to play subnautica and it doesn't even work this is this sucks <laughs> what is this for a product i oh hate it God. i can't God. even play subnautica in the water <laughs> countdown to a news story of someone falling off their rooftop balcony while wearing the quest starting now <laughs>
Okay. Oh my God, but seriously, people are going to do stuff like that. I don't know why, but as long as the marketing of Oculus is solid and people understand what they are buying, we're fine. But some people, you know, they buy these headsets and they have no idea what they are getting and they just do some stupid shit. Uh, mean, please, please, if you're a viewer oh. or a listener of this podcast, be safe in the quest when you get exactly. your hands on this device. We don't want to lose any viewers on this podcast. So you no. Need sure. <laughs> we need all of you. You're precious to us. Yeah. Right. Let's move on then. Let's talk about the Rift S because oh. this has been huge this week. We've got a lot yeah. more hype behind Rift S. You know, Road to VR and Upload have both been saying that, you know, they've received emails from developers confirming mm. that the Rift S is a thing and will be announced next week at GDC. Okay. Okay. So this is kind of interesting. And and the thing is, normally I'd kind of be like, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, they're 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 talking about it. A bit like the tech crunch thing, fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing example. is, what kind of adds more fuel to this fire is that the stocks of Oculus Rift have pretty much delete, depleted everywhere. So you can't buy one on Amazon right now. You can't buy one on Best Buy, Microsoft, Newegg. They've all sold out everywhere. And the only place you can buy one now is through Oculus directly, and which would Totally makes sense if you're about okay, to launch yeah. a brand new headset. So, so before we, we go deeper down the rabbit hole, deeper down the matrix, uh, mm -hmm. so what is the Rift S again? This is So the Oculus Quest is like a standalone, a mobile headset. Yes. The Rift S is a PC headset, like the Oculus Rift. It's like the big brother of the Oculus Rift. Exactly. Like the new that. version of the Oculus Rift in a way. So so yeah, when uh, TechCrunch originally reported on it, they said it wasn't like a Rift 2.0, but more of like a, just a, a, a refresh, a quick, a, a little upgrade. A revision, so, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of Rift S, what we know so far and the rumors that we've heard so far is that it will have the inside-out tracking cameras called Oculus Insight from Oculus Quest, so you won't need external sensors for tracking. Nope. Um, it will have a resolution increase, so you know, likely to be around 1400 by 1600 pixels per eye, same as Quest and the Vive Pro. Um, personally, we, we don't know anything about this, but I just think it's a guess that it'll be the same 110 degrees field of view as Rift that we're currently used to. I don't think it was going to get any bigger. Um, but it's likely that you'll get the Quest touch controllers coming over to Rift S because obviously you need mm. the inverted tracking ring if you're using inside-out yeah, tracking. Yeah, um, but one thing I had a dream about this week that I really hope is true, uh, and that is that... <laughs> you had a dream? I had oh, a dream. You're dreaming <laughs> VR? Wait, wait, wait. That, that's Mike is addicted. Addictions nowadays. Mike yeah. just goes to sleep and dreams about stuff, and then it exactly. comes... Mike, do you need help? Comes into my bald head like a, like a vision. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what was it? The guy from X-Men. X-Men. This exactly. is, this is why I... Uh, sorry? Professor Xavier, that's who I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm in visions now. Well, Mike, I have a tip for you for someone that is also addicted to VR and, you know, has to constantly do stuff with VR. I'm Go wearing outside. my tinfoil hats nowadays while I'm <laughs> oh, going right. to bed. Okay, good advice. But, but to tell you what my dream was and my vision is that not only does it have inside-out tracking, but it's also compatible with the sensors. So for people like us that has already had a Rift, you can just upgrade to the Rift S but still you utilize the tracking sensors so you get the best tracking experience. Because, of course, with Quest, you know, you're tracking, although it's great, don't get me wrong, there are issues when you take the controller out of your vision of those cameras, which are only front-facing, by the way. So that's what my hope is. If they're mm. going to utilize the Oculus Insight that I you also support. How? Sensors. How would that know. work? That's, 
Let's just figure out. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm like, <clears throat> so your games. I don't know. So your Rift S is connected. Yep. Is 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 still connected to the PC via normal tether? Well, yeah, of course. It'll still be uh, USB 3.0 and HDMI for sure. I, I think what Mike says makes sense in a way also because, you know, I think they want everyone who already owns an Oculus Rift wants them yes. to upgrade and yes. don't pay the full price. They want them to at least use something they already had to kind of get them uh, into this new ecosystem. Um, it, so. Wouldn't it go a little bit against their own marketing if they say, yeah, you know, we're, we're using this new technology, but this old technology that we developed so many years ago, that is still better for tracking. I think I think if they if they do it this way, it will appease both the early adopters because it will be easy to use, easy to set up, but also the hardcore, like me, that wants the very best in terms of tracking solution. I want to hold a controller behind my head and have it still tracked. I like the point, um, but again, going back to Arib's departure, and those rumors, uh, I don't know that you know pleasing the previous owners of equipment is 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 in their mantra this time. The way I've I've seen Oculus moving in terms of what's in the box is simplify, mm-hmm. reduce the number of components, and that's what they're doing mm-hmm. with the tracking system coming into this. So I, I actually think that they're going to scrap the camera. I'll go against you on this one, Mike, and I'll say they're going to go totally against the cameras and with their marketing mm-hmm. as well. Like there's no, there's no special add-on tracking as much as I, I would love that because yeah, I think that's too. a, would, that's a nice like tack on. That's a great idea. Fantastic on you for thinking about that, Mike, or dreaming of it. Um, but I, I do think that for the cleanliness of it and the marketing side, kind of what Rowdy was saying there, I think mm. they took the ax and dropped it. Could it I would like to see it though. Let me be clear on that. Yeah. Like I, I, I do think that's uh that would be a very smart thing to do for indeed to, to get the hardcore, you know, people in there as well. But at the same time, I don't know if they're willing to, to go that extra mile to please only a small fraction of the people that they're actually interested mm. in. They want to go more mainstream. They've, that's also the reason. Uh, why well, I mean, Oculus is a very, very large, you know, uh, hardcore base that funded it from the start, and uh, mm. and they 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 are very loyal to them as well. So maybe maybe um, because you know everyone who bought a Rift or at least from the Oculus website uh, got an account. So it could be that they maybe give a discount to people who already bought a Rift or a Go maybe and kind of you know give them or some I, free games. Yeah. There there is something they came up with that uh, the early adopter, the people who bought a Rift. Because they, they want people to step away from their rifts and go to the next one. I don't feel like they want them to stay with their purchase they made maybe a year or two years ago. They really want so them long, like, to go to the next Warranty to the next step. You really think they're going to discount like a new product? I, well, not discount, imagine. but like something to kind of please both so, parties. Um, so this is my other prediction, right? I think they're going to be so aggressive with the pricing of this headset that I think that the Rift S will be $300. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I'm with you 100%, Mike, 100%, because it's just camera technology. Time has moved on. Remember, for the last, like, year and a half, they've been dropping Rift price, dropping Rift price, dropping Rift price. For the last, like, I don't know what the last one was. Was it, like, eight months ago, nine months ago? Maybe last summer even? Um, it hasn't shifted, so no doubt they shaved that off on, on it. I, I agree with you 100%. $299 yeah, the Rift. I think so, too. And the other thing I would say is it, would, it makes total sense for this to drop now, before the quest launches for the for the sole reason that you don't want a backlash of people who 
who are confused as to what the quest actually is. So you drop mm. this 1.5 headset and it's crystal clear. That's what I need if I'm a PC gamer. And if I want to do mobile gaming, which is a little bit less powered, I've got this. It looks like the perfect, you know, two flung batting lineup, yep. to be honest, for summer. And I really yep. hope that's what it is. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's pretty much everything, you know, in terms of our predictions with Rift S. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited about this headset. Obviously, you know, it's, it's, it'll be 20, you know, it will be on the 28th of March. It will be three years since Rift launched. So it's definitely about time we got a new yeah. Rift. So. As, as Liam said, I think that's, that's the biggest challenge here that the main uh, consumer base doesn't get confused between a Rift S or you know the quest or yeah. like any headset because we have seen the confusion happening all the time and it's very you know challenging to yeah. do the right marketing yeah. i think it's it's all about marketing in that sense too you know uh, and, and what do people. we think then in, in, in terms of like specs like what is going to be you know the, the the new killer feature for this headset that makes you so excited about this one well for us obviously it's going to be resolution um, because a, re- a resolution increase, especially if it matches toe to toe with the resolution of the Quest, which is fourteen forty by sixteen hundred, exactly. same as Vive Pro, mm-hmm. it's a nice bu- jump up. Um, so that'll be the benefit to us. But really, the main selling point of this headset is accessibility for newcomers. That, that's what I think more. But is there any anything more in terms of like technology? Because me personally, I mean, I've said it multiple times. The bump in resolution for me is not that appealing. You know, it's it's a nice add-on. But it's not something that I, as a consumer, would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to get this headset mm, yeah. now if I already have the Oculus Rift. Auto IPD adjustment or some kind of uh, facial recognition for profile entry, those kinds of features, again, may be ready for this launch. But again, balancing back on what Mike was saying well, about the price point, there's probably not going to be too many bells yeah. and whistles in with that package. But I think it's and, uh, more of a tidy up. You hit the nail on the head there a little bit, Zim, because there's something I forgot to mention, and that was with the Rift S, it's rumored that it's going to have a single uh, display panel. So with Oculus Rift, uh, it's two panels and with a manual IPD adjuster. The rumor is that with uh, Rift S, it will be a single display panel with a software IPD adjuster. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. So this is why I think it's going to be so cheap, because you don't you have a single display you know? What if they, like, I'm going to throw something else in here. What if they would launch it with a subscription of, like, some Oculus games every month, some some solid ones? I think we would have heard that I mean, that, that would be, for, for consumers, interesting. Yeah. As Rowdy said, like, I, I think that, that, you know, resolution stuff like that, that like, consumers don't really even know what that even means. Um, but, but the free games or experiences, things like that, that you buy with that could be kind of appealing to some. So I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think, you know, we've been waiting for Stormland, Defector, Asgard's Wrath. All we mm. know is that they're coming out in 2019. What if they just say, okay, here's Rift S. Oh, by the way, these three big titles are all releasing on the same day as Rift S launches, and now you can experience them in high resolution. I think that's going to be like the ultimate selling point. That'd be something that would, because I, I mean, we've said it before, like content is what will drive the hardware forward. And uh, that would make me much more excited about a Rift S than uh, just a bomber resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's not dwell on a Rift S too long because there are other manufacturers out there as well. I want to give them some, some time. Um, so let's talk about Valve because 
We also know that they're going to be hosting a presentation on Thursday the 21st showing new features and updates to their Steam platform. We obviously know that competition's heating up between them and Epic, so they could be bringing something new to the table. We just don't know. But obviously, we do know you know, that they've been working on Valve Knuckles now for, what, two years? Um, and the latest iterations that we've seen of, the, seen of them are like looking like final p- products now for consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also thanks to our friends over at Cloudhead Games, <laughs> you know who post uh, pictures of headsets that are just you know distorted by a crazy emoji. Uh, we know that these headsets from Valve are also in the hands of developers as well. So you know, will this be their moment to make an announcement to say this is the headset, these are the controllers, these are the new updates to our platform? What do you think of that? So early though, you know, they don't have to basically. They don't. They don't compete in in any way i feel like but i i, I don't know i don't know i, do think, I don't know what, I what, do. what is like valve like going back in history where is valve usually like uh you know announcing their stuff is that gdc have they ever announced something at the e3 for example or i mean i i'm not that old so i mean valve exists longer than i am as far as i know um but yeah where they like usually I, I they like i i don't know the answer to that question but i do think we're gonna hear at least i mean it's the gamer developers conference right so i do think we're going to get at least some more information on the stuff where valve or valve is working on yeah yeah I do think- and i know that a lot of like the guys you know that work at upload like david for example he was posting this week that he obviously knows what he's going to be seeing at the event and he's super 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 excited and he kind of hinted at the fact that it wasn't something that he's previously already posted about or talked about previously so it, it gets me hyped that it's either valve or it's some new Windows MR headset. And and uh, we last week talk, talked about Valve employees that were laid off. Maybe all the games are done. They don't need them anymore. The VR developers are gone now. Choop. Games who are going to be released. Okay. Who knows? I Although, on a, on, a, on a separate note, because we've talked about this many times before on the show about like a, a Left 4 Dead in VR, uh, we heard this week that Turtle Rock Studios are teaming up with Warner Brothers, and they're going to be bringing uh, Back for Blood, which is the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, but it's not going to be a VR title. Although Turtle Rock are making a VR title, uh, which is kind of like Zelda-esque from what Nate Mitchell tweeted about, but I don't want to confuse everyone too much or mm. jump off topic, but so I'm super excited about Valve. Coming out that's not for VR is what you're saying. <laughs> Basically, for those that are hyped about Left 4 Dead, like I am anyway. But um. In the chat, by the way, they're saying that uh, Onikaze says that I saw someone on Reddit break down where Valve tends to announce stuff, and they concluded oh. that GDC is their preferred venue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you're interested in seeing what Valve are doing, Thursday is the day to keep hitting F5 on your keyboard. Oh, my uh, so you can find out. I can't um, handle it. I can't so handle the hype. I can't hold it. More. There's more. You're going to get hyped overloaded in a minute because okay. we haven't even talked about HTC yet because they're likely oh. going to be there with the Vive Pro i. They're likely going to be there with the Vive uh, Cosmos. Hopefully, we'll learn more about their, you know, what they're going to do to with the tetherless mode of this At device. Maybe, because maybe they're going to announce three more headsets. 
Okay. Please. No, because it's getting confusing. It's, it's confusing even for us. So I can't even imagine what it's like for the average consumer out there. But basically, like to give you an idea, if you don't know what the Vive Cosmos is, it's, it's a, a PC-based headset. It's a hybrid headset, which I'd call it. It's the first in its this category. Yeah. It, it connects to PC. It's like the Nintendo Switch. Then you can take it away and power it with a mobile device, such as a tablet or a mobile phone, and have mobile VR on the go. Uh, but we don't. What we don't know with the the Cosmos is like what devices it will be compatible with when it's coming out and price. As a caveat, wasn't wasn't as well um, the Cosmos not going to offer the tetherless functionality day one? Uh, we don't know that that yet, but we also do know that it's going to be uh, inside-out tracking uh, yeah. with the with the front-facing cameras as well. Yeah, they've been they've been teasing some like they they like their product right now is built on on not that much information, but that was their plan in the end, you know, to go to CES, show something, and not really say much about it, and then just let people on the internet just make something out of that. Um, yeah exactly and the thing is like we mentioned that gdc might be a good place to announce this of course it's it's a great place because you've got all the developers right there if you get them hyped about your new hardware well they're going to be excited to develop games for your hardware makes sense that is true it's gonna be so amazing all this all you can you can feel it it feels like the, the, the calm before the hurricane type of thing where you can feel this buzz is about to land and you feel it across the net you feel it just between us, right? You can feel that tension yeah. of like, oh, this excited anticipation. But that news drops, and then we get to hang out and party together. This is going to be amazing, you know? Yeah. And, and now you wonder why I dream about VR. It's because it's literally like, <laughs> it's driving me nuts right now. All these secrets, I need to know everything. So let's move on. There's two more big companies, of course, that are going to be at GDC. Next up is going to be Google. And we know that they're going to be doing something big at GDC. Whether it's going to be VR related or not, I'm not quite convinced but they did show uh, a render of a controller uh, announcing that they're going to be moving into the gaming space uh, my prediction on that is that it's going to be some sort of cloud-based gaming system mm. uh, being google uh, i don't think it's going to be vr related but again you mean like like a steam link or something where you can maybe game in your living room or have this kind of like smart system where you can play yeah, so so basically, all the servers are Google servers. They're running the games, so you don't need the hardware. You just have a tiny box or something. You connect to your PC and your and your Google like home thing, maybe like, hey, play this game now, and then you're it like, would work before very you know well. you're in there. It would work very well in the US with the packaging because for the last ten years they've been rolling Google Fiber like city to city to city. So and oftentimes with those packages you can get like TV channels or whatever. What if they had a cloud based gaming streaming solution across yeah. Fiber and they're like honestly, like, but I wasn't really ready. But uh, nowadays, uh, honestly, know, that's the network. It's possible to do it. Like you can play, you know, on on that fifty millisecond lag or whatever you have. It's totally playable. Although for me, who has like potato internet, it's not going to be very helpful for me. So uh, I'll be happy for you, but I won't be happy for myself. Put it that way. If you announce something like that, Google. Um, so that's Google. But what about uh, Microsoft? Because of course, we've been teased about these uh, new. Windows MR headsets. They even, you know, confirmed that the reaction of the public and people in general about the Windows Mixed Reality lineup was pretty stale because the bar had already been set so high by Oculus and HTC with their headsets. Um, so they they sold okay, not particularly great. But I think we're going to see a, a bit of a change because everyone's moving to inside-out tracking now. It's kind of going to level the playing field out a little bit, I think, for everyone. So you know, we've seen this HP Copper headset, which has got a super high uh, resolution, super comfortable headset from what we've heard. 
And I think they're going to be start going toe to toe now, and then we're going to see a bit of an equilibrium in the playing field between these big big players. Mm. I I want to see, like I'm still waiting on two major players to do anything with VR, um, and that's <laughs> Microsoft's gaming division, i.e. Xbox. I want to see yep. them do something. This could be their year. Feck it, Nintendo did it. That again, they mm. that was cardboard. Um, I, I, I want to see Apple. You know, I, I think next year we'll see Apple finally take the sheet off whatever they've been working on for all these years. And I honestly think it'll just it, the detonation gone off, and I think it'll blow a lot of things out of the water. So this year, uh, I think we can expect to see quite a bit of hardware dropping. So we'll see. I think for us as content creators, we're going to have a very busy year this year. I can't. I can't. I can't now. Like, please. Kill me. So, I can't so do if you it need anymore. a holiday, Nathy, go on oh. holiday now before the storm hits. You know, you know, when I started <laughs> off, you know, I, I had one headset, it was like a rift, and I was called Nathy the Rifter. There was nothing else. Then the Rift DK2 launched, you know, for developers like, okay, cool, you know. But then Rift C V1, Vive, PlayStation VR was like, okay, I can I can handle three headsets fine, you know, that's okay. But then after that, like, <laughs> like I can't, I can't do it anymore. There are like certain headsets where I'm kind of like, you know, they launch, and I do buy them or I do try to get them, but I just don't, like, I can't, can't do it anymore. It's like I can't make all these videos. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then I see these videos of some YouTubers comparing like uh, Pimax uh, versus uh, Rift versus versus Odyssey versus Quest or something. I don't know. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, I can't do that. I seriously can't do that. Um, so this is the thing about Nathy. Like, he may look like he's the youngest in the group. He's actually the oldest <laughs> because he's he, he's been involved in VR for how many years now? Four years? Uh, no, I, I think it's five, yeah. And uh, actually, next month, I will be celebrating my 10th anniversary on YouTube. I've been wow. on YouTube for 10 years. He basically was born. He was in a diaper, fired yeah. up a webcam, and then he was on YouTube. Dude, dude I found that virtual boy. I put it to my face, and I was like, suddenly, like. There was actually someone in the chat who just saw, who actually said, uh, I thought Nate was 50, but just was a bit well kept. <laughs> He's like Benjamin Button. He basically. <laughs> yeah, I am. He came am. out really old, and now he's just going to oh. get younger and younger. Um, but let so, us know um, in the chat about your predictions. We'd love to know as well. So we maybe we can read some of those out. But yeah. uh, go ahead, Nathan. What, what were you going to say? So um, something we can also uh, uh, announce is that we will be going to PAX. Uh, yes. We got actually invited by Oculus. So that might add up to this whole conspiracy. I don't know. Um, so we will be, well, sadly, Rowdy will not be there. Uh, we will be there in, <laughs> we, will bring, in. we will bring his hologram with us, you know, and then you can meet him. But um yeah, so we will be heading to PAX East. It's in uh, Boston. So if you want to meet us, if you want to hang out, then, you know, we will be there, I think, all days. So uh, that's your opportunity to hang out and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be there. It's going to be it's going to be awesome, you know. Like uh, like you said, Oculus invited us there, so thank you to Oculus for doing that. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to be doing an episode of the F Reality Podcast while we're there again, I think, like we did at OC5. So it will be recorded on the show floor, likely, and then uh, uploaded on our usual podcast time. So that's not next week, but the week after that, mm. if you're interested. Um, but yeah, super hyped. It's yeah. funny, guys. Like we we for this PAX East or PAX West now. It's PAX East, I think, uh, yeah. in Boston. Yeah. 
It's quite funny that we are actually a part of Oculus, their launch plan, and they are not telling us anything of what's going on. So we are really? there and then we just got to, you know, do our thing. That's that's it. That's it. We don't know anything else. It's so weird. But we just know we're not just getting invited to PAX just for, you know, the heck of it. No, it they've, got, they've got a plan. And it has something to do with... Yeah. their announcements yeah, that, this all makes it fun no that was the same with oc5 like you, you didn't really i mean you knew it was going to happen but you didn't really know how yeah so that, that that's, a, that's a great thing because like whatever gets announced next week by them is likely what we'll get hands on with at pax so yeah. you know it's going to be a super exciting couple of weeks ahead i think one more thing i think also that we're going to get to see more of fader immortal during gdc oh i hope so i'm so hyped for that game yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm um, quite excited for that as well. I mean, we're close enough, though, that I uh, want to just launch. <laughs> Can I then also mention the forgotten Respawn Entertainment title that no one knows what it is and might come some someday? Apex Legends VR. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I doubt it. I doubt it. Battle Royale. Who knows? But yeah, let us know if you've got any predictions in the chat. I'll quickly recap the show times. We've run a little bit later, but we had so much stuff to talk about and we all got super hyped. So apologies for that. Uh, it's a, Just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. Mm-hmm. Also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Anchor. I checked out the uh, the iTunes uh, version of the show this week on my travels and I have to say uh, it's, it's so funny listening to us all back. Uh, you want to say it's great? Like It, it is great. You like, you like <laughs> your own podcast. That's what you're very saying. Biased. If, I, if I didn't wow. make it, I would listen to it, put it that way. So. Wow. <laughs> Also, give a thumbs up once again uh, on this yes. video. That would be nice, this live stream video. Yes. And Jimmy Cruz asked us, if pre-sales are announced, who orders what? Uh, well, for us, I think we'll order both. Secondary note, uh, what will cost you guys to jump? Oh, like... like a uh, bridge or a tower? I, I think everything will cause me to jump. Like, I'm so freaking excited right now. Like, Rift S, Valve, HTC, Microsoft... They would all make me jump. Super pumped for all of it. Yeah, see, I for me, none of them. Does anybody like? Are you in any part? Any part of you human? No, I'm not. I think I'm, in, in I'm 100 beast, and that's 99 beast and 1 sex machine. Okay. <laughs> Seems, uh, oh, seems legit. In in secret, Rowdy is just playing with his Labo VR headset because that's the most excited he was for for a, yeah. an upcoming VR yeah, yeah. headset. Like I'm, I'm interested if the technology is is new. You know, if, if it's just a bummer resolution or just an increase of well, even if it's increased field of view, I'd be actually kind of amazed. But just a bummer resolution is not enough for me to say wow. Yeah, I'm more interested in, in the stuff like what you said about like uh, the software IPD, how well that will work. What, how much of an improvement that is um i'm more uh, interested in how they like you know like we were talking a lot about those half dome headsets and uh, you know those uh, those very focal lenses and uh, that is stuff that i would find much more interesting also on a software basis the stuff that facebook is doing with the with the facial software i think those are things that i think can be used and optimized so much more and have such a bigger such a much bigger impact compared to like a bumble resolution 
I was just yeah, opinion. In terms of those those little tweak points, like the, the one thing we didn't mention earlier, and I don't know why it slips my brain because it is honestly the number one thing. Like forget resolution and all that stuff. Forget the technology. The weight and the ergonomics of the headset are really important to me. Like as a daily driver, I want VR to be more comfortable. I mean, my wife today was like pulling me to the side, be like, "We, you know, if we're going to do more Vive stuff, like the, the original Vive is quite a heavy thing. It's like the DK2 in terms of its weight. And if you get the deluxe audio strap, helps a little bit, but it's still a heavy headset. And it's like, I, if you can, Oculus, if, if you or any of the other headset manufacturers can get 20% of the weight out, that would make me move, even if the rest of the headset was the exact same res and everything else. That's a very good point. I completely agree with that. I think comfortability is a, is a huge thing, and not only in terms of weight, but also in terms of experience. Uh, and I think that Oculus at this point is killing that, and uh, Steam VR is, is getting a little bit, uh, it's a little yeah, bit lagging behind in that point. I totally agree with comfort. You know, that, that's why the Rift is still my daily driver. You know, I've got the Pimax here. I've had the Vive Pro. I've had uh, Vive. I had PSVR. Like PSVR is pretty decent as well, to be fair. But uh, the Oculus Rift is still the most comfortable headset, in my opinion. Don't don't forget the mixed reality headset you had for two. Uh, was it like the mixed reality headset? Oh, the Dell one. Yeah. Oh, God. That was awful. And you almost forgot about that one. Yeah. Like if you're going to get Windows MR, just get, get the Odyssey. That's the, that's the one you need to get. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, but yeah. Any other questions, or should we wrap the show up and say goodbye? That's about it. Um, I don't see anything in particular right now. Okay, just, just get ready for like a an, an juicy show next week. Don't yes. don't miss it. The storm is coming. We're gonna have a three-hour show next <laughs> next week, no doubt. I do <laughs> see a lot of people announcing that the, the knuckle controls are gonna be there. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Well, have a great week. Stay glued to all the news outlets and all the sort of YouTube videos that no doubt will get made next week with all the juicy information. Uh, Wednesday, the 20, uh, 20th is obviously the day, I think, uh, to yeah put in your diary uh, for the embargo and we'll know more information yeah. about it. We'll be back next week with all the juicy details, so stay tuned for then. Until then, have a great week in VR and bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. bye-bye. See ya. Bye.